LSU took down the Texas A&M Aggies 42-30 to in the regular season finale on Saturday in Tiger Stadium. And of course, it's an important win. It's a rivalry game. It's a divisional game. Every win on your schedule is important. But what was so important and so special about this win in particular? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked On LSU, and thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, you can check us out on YouTube as well. Just head to YouTube, search Locked On LSU, and then hit that subscribe button so you get notified as soon as episodes of Locked On LSU drop. Of course, we are free and available to you every single day because here at the Locked On Network, we've got your team covered every day single day let's get into it because lsu wrapped up the regular season with a dub something that they did not do last season in brian kelly's first year taking down the texas a&m aggies 42 to 30 in tiger stadium on saturday i almost said night because i'm just so used to that saturday morning essentially um so the the streak continues with lsu and texas a&m this is now the seventh year in a row going back to 2017 where the home team wins that football game. And there have been some wins in there, some weird wins in there. Of course, the seven overtime, 74 to 72 game in College Station. And then, of course, the 2021 game where LSU had already fired Coach O. He was still coaching like an interim on the way out against Texas A&M, a really solid Texas A&M team that had beaten Alabama earlier that season. And then a really bad, honestly, a not very good LSU team beat Texas A&M. 2022 rolls around. LSU has a 10-win season in the regular season in their grasp. There was still a path to the college football playoff. An Aggie team with four wins. They're dejected. They lost to App State. They were struggling. They beat uh, LSU in their own stadium. So weird, weird rivalry, weird matchup. But it felt like on Saturday what we expected to happen did happen. What Vegas expected to happen, LSU was 11 and a half point favorites. Well, they won by 12. So this wasn't a weird one. This wasn't a kooky one, but it definitely was not without a little bit of stress and a little bit of anxiety. Of course, LSU down 10 points at one point. But let's get into, before we get into the specifics, some of my takeaways, the real momentum shift, how we saw that happen later in the in the second half, I want to highlight just important how how important that win truly was. Like I mentioned, every win's important. Every game in your schedule is important, especially when it's, when it's against a divisional opponent. But just how key and important that win was. First and foremost, I think the obvious one, Jaden Daniels Heisman hopes. You keep that alive. At 9-3, and three, It's that's not crazy to think that Jaden Daniels could win the Heisman, especially with his stats where they are. And we'll get into, on another episode this week, the Heisman competition, where that now stands, Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix, where it really now seems like a two-horse race between those two, where those stats stand, and we'll get a big picture at their en- entirety of the regular season. But at 9-3, and three, you absolutely can win the Heisman. I mean, Tim Tebow did it. Lamar Jackson did it. RG3 did it, but eight and four 
Ooh. Well, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels still would have some of the best stats in the country, both passing and rushing. I mean, he does have the best rushing stats in the country, whether you lose that game or not. Eight and four might be a tough pill to swallow for some of those Heisman voters. Even though I think that's silly, even though I think it's dumb, even though Jaden Daniels can't play defense, eight and four and nine and three are, are two very different perspectives of a season and of the quarterback representing that team. And of course, if you fell to eight and four, you lost to AM, then you might assume that Jaden Daniels hadn't racked up the stats that maybe we saw him rack up in the second half. And that fourth quarter specifically, but the second half as a whole really, really pushed Jaden Daniels toward a Heisman caliber performance against Texas AM. And the second reason being what I just mentioned nine and three and eight and four, that's different vibes. Like that's a very different perspective of a season. At nine and three, if you win a bowl game, back-to-back 10-win seasons and Brian Kelly's first two years as head coach at LSU, that's a big deal. Like that's nothing to scoff at. Is it what you wanted? Of course not. Is it what maybe a lot of us expected at the beginning of the season? Not really. And I had hoped maybe an Atlanta bid would be in the cards for this team for the second year in a row. But back-to-back 10-win seasons, I'm not... That's nothing to to poo-poo. So that's, I I think, a massive part of it. And let's be honest here. Nine and three, I'm not going to say that was a disappointing season in the slightest. In the slightest. Because it's really miraculous that this team ended up nine and three with how bad that defense was. Eight and four would be a disappointment. Like nine and three, fine. You're good with that. You know, it's not a season that you overall, of course, the offense is something to write home about, but a 9-3 season doesn't necessarily put you up with the elite of the elite of college football where this team wants to be, but it's not a disappointment. 8-4, and four, now that, that is a disappointing season. 8-4 and four absolutely is falling short of expectations. 9-3, and three, I, it, it's a lot easier to swallow. Plus, winning that game, you avoid three narratives that I don't think this team wanted to be involved with. First of all, the narrative would have been that Texas A&M went on the road in Death Valley with a third-string quarterback and took down a Heisman Trophy-caliber-led team in LSU at home. Eek. That's a bad look for this team. And that's a bad look for this coaching staff. Third-string quarterback. I mean, you can't be losing to a third-string quarterback. And credit in the world to Jalen Henderson because he had himself a day on Saturday, specifically in the first half, but that's an embarrassing narrative around this football program. The second narrative is this idea that Texas A&M would have. I I feel very confident in saying that Texas A&M would now have this narrative of we own Brian Kelly. We own LSU under Brian Kelly because Brian Kelly, had you not won that football game, would have fallen 0-2 to Texas A&M. He really had two teams that easily could have beaten Texas A&M. So you kibosh that idea. Put the kibosh on that idea. You squash that. And I think the third thing that I think this coaching staff and Brian Kelly as a whole really did want to eliminate is that Brian Kelly can't win rivalry games, that Brian Kelly can't finish seasons strong, that Brian Kelly can't carry his teams to the finish line because he would have ended two seasons on with losses, back-to-back seasons with losses. Brian Kelly doesn't want that narrative. That's a dangerous narrative to be in that, yeah, you can beat Alabama in year one, but if you can't close out those seasons, then 
I guess what makes you very, that much different than maybe Jimbo Fisher in 2021 when they beat Alabama but ended up going eight and four on the season and missed out on a trip to Atlanta. So you avoid all of those narratives, those uncomfortable, maybe embarrassing narratives by beating Texas A&M. And then, of course, like I said, back-to-back 10-win seasons are still in play. So that, that was a really important win. And no, it's not as flashy as potentially beating an Alabama. No, it's not as flashy as potentially beating maybe a Florida State at the beginning of the season. But it's an important win that you needed to get, and you did it. As pretty as it didn't look at times. So let's get into that. How pretty it didn't look. And what was so obvious was Texas A&M's game plan. And for the first half, really, they were able to execute it. We'll get into that coming up next after here a couple words from our sponsors. I want to tell you about game time because you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's games or concerts, comedy shows, theater events, whatever it might be. Game time has got killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I actually used game time not too long ago when some friends and I went to an LSU game and we were looking on third-party ticket websites and the prices were astronomical. We had no idea what the view from our seat would look like. I said, we're not doing this. I'm going to game time because I know that we're going to get the best price guaranteed and game time will show you real images of what your seat is going to look like. So once you get to your event, whether that's a sporting event or a concert or whatever it might be, you know exactly what you're getting. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again, Create an account and redeem code Locked On College. That is L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and there are some very, very exciting things happening at the Locked On Network because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, or you can stick around because that will be coming up next right after this edition of Locked On LSU comes to a close. But let's get into it because I mentioned just how important that win over Texas A&M was, but man, oh man, it was not pretty. It seemed pretty obvious to me. Very early, very quickly, very obvious what Texas A&M's game plan was. Eat clock, keep Jaden Daniels on the sideline. It seems simple, right? And they were able to execute that. Actually, at an incredibly high level. Because Texas A&M looked at it and said, look, LSU's defense is not very good. They can't get off the field. So we are just going to stay on the field as long as humanly possible. And that was obvious because in their second position, they ran 17 plays. 17 plays ate up over nine minutes of clock. 
Now, part of that is an indictment. A good bit of that, actually, is an indictment of this LSU defense just not being able to get off the field on third down. On that second possession, that 17-play drive, LSU's defense gave up four third downs. Four third downs! That's ridiculous. And then on Texas A&M's third possession, they ran nine plays over four yards. And on that possession, so the third possession of the game, you limited them to a field goal and that felt like your freaking Super Bowl because you were at least able to get some timely defensive stops. And that's something that I talked about on last week's podcast. I said, look, this defense isn't going to be able to stop this offense completely. But if you can just get some timely stops, that was at least one of them. But A&M was still able to milk uh, over four minutes of of clock. And then their last possession of the half, 13 plays, almost five minutes and a touchdown. So A&M, is up 17-14 at the half. And AM was able to score with less than a minute left on the clock going into the half. So I'm thinking, I'm sitting there watching the game. Okay, fine. It doesn't look great. LSU's defense is absolutely atrocious. It feels like the, the offense is struggling. It feels like the offense has barely been on the field, but you can at least go into halftime up 14-10. But no, A&M, uh, LSU's defense wasn't able to get a stop. AM goes into halftime after a Jake Johnson touchdown. So you made Jalen Henderson's job in really the first half. Jalen Henderson, of course, Texas A&M's third string quarterback as Max Johnson was out with a rib injury. Also announcement that Max Johnson has entered the transfer portal, um, wishing nothing but the best. And their starter, Connor Wigman, is out for the season with a foot injury. So Jalen Henderson, a third string quarterback, with only two starts under his belt, those two starts coming against Mississippi State, two weeks ago at home, and then Abilene Christian last week. His third start, third collegiate start is coming on the road at LSU, and you made his job easy. When he was able to extend plays with his legs, able to convert on several third and longs. I mean, just look at some of the third downs that LSU's defense gave up. They were 9 of 18 on the day, but at one point in the game, they were 9 for 9. And we'll talk about that shift, where that momentum shift happened. Nine for nine to start the game. And some of those third downs, third and 12, second and 15, third and 11. I know second and 15 isn't third down, but for crying out loud, second and 15, let them convert on that, really? Third and 11. Those three, third and 12, second and 15, third and 11, all came down in one drive. Third and nine, third and seven, third and eight. Again, all in one drive of the first half. Just absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Texas A&M gets the ball back to start the second half. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be freaking kidding me. How in the world can they have the ball again? LSU hasn't even had the ball at all in the first half is what it felt like. Texas A&M gets the ball in the second half. They score. Now you're down 10. You're down 24 to 14. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to lose this football game. And those narratives that I talked about in the first segment of Brian Kelly can't beat Texas A&M and Jaden Daniels Heisman chances, all of those scary thoughts are really reeling through my mind. And I'm thinking, this is going to, is this really going to be the game that costs Jaden Daniels his Heisman? Then there was a massive momentum shift. Offensively and defensively, let's look at defensively. They made some defensive adjustments. In the first half, in really a majority majority of the first three quarters, Matt House, if you can't watch, if you're not watching YouTube, you just rolled my eyes, took Harold Perkins off the field on third down. They went to nickel situations. 
so late in the game when we saw those stop, those defensive stops coming in timely times was because Harold Perkins was on the field on third down, was spying the quarterback on third down. Isn't that crazy? How when you put your best defensive player and one of the best players on your football team, when you keep him on the field on money downs, he makes plays. In a team that's been absolutely killing you on third down, really for the most part, I thought LSU's defense, for the most part, on first and second downs, more no- most notably first down, I thought they did a pretty good job. It was when third down came around that I'm thinking, oh boy, it doesn't matter if it's third and 52, they're probably going to give it up. When you keep him on the field, crazy how things like that happen. Crazy how you start to get some stops. Crazy how you take all of the momentum away from an offense that really, for the most part, was beating you. An offense that should not beat you. And then the Greg Penn interception happened. And that's when I felt like things were really starting to roll in LSU's favor. That's when the stadium really started to erupt. That's when things got loud. That's when things got got uncomfortable for Texas A&M. And they were able to turn that turnover into a 28-24 to lead. That's really what made this team turn things around as a defensive stop. Well, you, first of all, you, uh, you you force the three and out, and then you you get the interception. So now you're up 28 to 24. After you were down 24 to 14, you score another touchdown, and you score that touchdown off of the interception. And then you force the three and out, and then you score a touchdown to extend that lead 35-24. And then AM scores. That was the 51-yard drive where Omar Spates simply cannot tackle. They go for two, don't get it. Another massive momentum shift for this team. And then you score another touchdown to seal it. So that was really, to me, the interception and those defensive stops. Those were massive, massive momentum shifts. And a big fourth quarter from this offense carried you ultimately to victory. But let's continue that coming up next. So what we saw offensively and we will get into that coming after a couple of words from our sponsors all right i want to tell you about FanDuel because there is no better time to get in on the action because the weather's getting colder and the nfl offers stay hot on FanDuel right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. I mean, the app is so easy to use. Plus, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet, $150 back for a $5 bet. What a great offer. Always so much fun happening on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, thanks again for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. Rolling along here on Locked on LSU. LSU takes it 42 to 30 to close out the regular season. Brian Kelly gets a win over Texas A&M, a Jimbo Fisherless, Texas A&M at that, uh, for the first time in his career at LSU. So I mentioned the defense was bad. 
it's really the best way that I can put it, could not get off the field on third down. I mean, Texas A&M was 9 of 18 on third downs, and at one point they were 9 for 9, including four third down conversions on one drive alone. That super long, ten nearly 10-minute 10 drive where A&M was able to get 17 plays off. But I think the story of the day is the story of the entire season with this team. I mean, Jaden Daniels is just fantastic. Jaden Daniels is magnificent. Jaden Daniels makes something out of nothing. Jaden Daniels, just whenever you think, oh, dang it, like, you know, not going to get anything here, Jaden Daniels makes something happen. Jaden Daniels on the day, it's not the sexiest stats, passing at least 16 of 24 for 235 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, that's pretty sexy. But think about how little Jaden Daniels really was on the field in the first half of that game. You start the you start the game, you get the ball, you go three and out. You don't love that. But then AM turns it over on downs because the tight end can't hold on to the football. And then you're able to score. But then AM answers, and then you have to punt, and then AM goes down the field and kicks a field goal. Then you're able to score, but then Texas AM answers. And I'm thinking, is Texas AM's offense really about to outscore LSU? It's like, how freaking embarrassing is that? But there were a few things. One, the fact that Jaden Daniels was able to make magnificent plays with his legs. Texas A&M for the like Texas A&M has a really good defensive front. For the most part, they're able to take the run away from their opponents. Now, the one objection to that, the one outlier of that is when they gave up almost 250 rushing yards to Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. But really, for the most part, Texas A&M wants to take the run away from their opponents, and they especially want to do it against an LSU team that can run the ball probably better than any other team in the SEC. And that has a lot to do with Jaden Daniels. And really, for the most part, they took the run away from the running backs. Whenever Logan Diggs got the ball, it was like, oh, and that's so awesome too. Logan Diggs for a gain of one. I mean, Logan Diggs got the ball five times for 17 yards. He did score that first touchdown of the day. But that was, what, a one-yard touchdown, maybe a two-yard touchdown? Jaden Daniels gave you a majority of the work with his legs. He had over 100 yards rushing. 11 carries for 120 yards. So Jaden Daniels carried you in the run game. Obviously, Jaden Daniels carried you as well in being able to utilize and capitalize on the talent on this team. That's something that I think Jaden Daniels does so well is he has no problem giving the ball to three, four, five, six different receivers. He'll give it to Malik Neighbors. In a long ball, he likes to find Brian Thomas in the end zone. But if it's a Chris Hilton or a Kyron Lacey or, or whoever it might be, Jaden Daniels trusts those receivers, and that's what we saw on Saturday in Tiger Stadium when he hit Malik Neighbors for the long touchdown, and really it could have been another touchdown had that uh, Kyron Lacey holding call not taken that off the board. It's a beautiful 23-yard touchdown pass to Brian Thomas. Contested catches that those receivers are coming down with and also contested catches that Jaden Daniels trusts his receivers to make. He had the Kyron Lacey touchdown toward the end of the of the game as well. So Gene Daniels just continues to wow. And in a majority of the first half, when I was really, gen- honestly, genuinely getting very nervous about Jaden Daniels' Heisman chances because of how 
pedestrian he looked in the passing game in the first half because Texas A&M just really wasn't giving you a whole lot. He made up for in the second half. This offense, this entire offense as a whole, made up for in the second half. And it was defensive adjustments and a Greg Penn interception that just got things rolling for this team in the second half and propelled them to victory over Texas A&M. We're able to overcome a two-score deficit earlier in the game. But we're going to do a full Heisman breakdown. I touched a little bit on here with Jaden Daniels. But where does the Heisman race stand now? Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, a full 12-game season. Where do things stand? Plus, transfer portal updates. Plus, some updates from Brian Kelly about the coaching staff. What I make of it, how you feel about it. We're going to have recruiting updates throughout the rest of this week on the podcast. It's a busy, busy week in college football just because the regular season is wrapped up. And I'm sad. Does not mean that we stop. So we'll be back tomorrow on Locked on LSU.